Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on that Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for the tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all that news across the 805. On this show, we've got those great segments breaking down the goods we've discovered over the last few days with our journalistic point of view and excited to share you with today. Spence, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, but I broke my streak. I uh, missed a morning show this week, and I feel badly about it, but it happened, so I'm over it. Well, now you're just Lou Gehrig, right? You, yeah, that's it. It's better to be the Lou Gehrig. Wally Pip. Who, who was it? I forget Wally, which way it went. You're right. Wally Lou Pip. took over for Wally Pip. Center field. And here I go. Come on now. Well, Starting a new streak. Yes. So I've got to be on for another 42 continuous years. <laughs> that's doable. Yeah. Well, the good news is podcast number 31 is going... We kept that going this week. We've gone consecutively through that. We've had a great guest coming in today as we'll talk about him. But this last week, Friday Night Lights, it's fall. We had Halloween on Monday. Give me your conclusion of how the holidays went. Excellent. Kids had a blast. Uh, carved the pumpkins, typical stuff. Really had a good time. Yeah. And we have leftover candy, which is also a bonus. Dude, and the sunset. It was a sunset the same for you and Fillmore. It was, a, it was yep. like this crazy Remarkable. orange, purple. Mm-hmm. Pink. It was fantastic. I was up in Ojai. We were sharing that stoke across the whole 805 as we roll into fall. And we're going to roll into episode number 31 as we brought somebody in to share today, Spence, the stoke ultimately about, we talk about the city of Ventura, how it's the greatest city in the world, how we fester and we cultivate and we raise and we just breathe the greatest place and like, you know, just mindsets of like the ocean plus the hills and allows you to really kind of just explode from there. But it's this beautiful pond, and I use this analogy. You have to have new water coming in, right, an entrance of water, and you also have to have an exit of water going out. And what takes a long time for people to venture understand is that both are good. Both have to be accepted, right, whether it comes naturally, through life or through death. Do you understand the analogy I'm getting at there? I'm with you. And see how the water has to come back. And today's guest is the epitome of that because not only was it coming home from family, from high school, falling in love, uh, we learn more about today talking about family and stepping up for your family, but ultimately business and entrepreneurship has drive Josh Landon to being a Buena Bulldog from going to San Diego, from coming home and being the epitome of what it takes to be a businessman and a business entrepreneur of saying, I can be successful, I can su- succeed. And we're here to tell today Josh's story. Josh, how you doing? I'm great, man. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. I love that. Remind me, what sport did you play at Boyd? Water polo. I actually went for a swim uh, off at the pool off Kimball yesterday when I got into town. And Buena was in a CIF water polo game. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? These guys are, <laughs> this is happening right now. I watched two court. It was like, let's go. It was like a nineties flashback. I'm like, am I going to walk out of here and boys to men's playing in the park? And it's like, you to the yeah, like on? yeah well, I'll jump in right now. I still got it. I swim four days a week. I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on now. Did we win or lose? What happened? I don't know. I only watched two quarters and then I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it. We'll have to Maybe look. because I was looking up the star free press and it's not called that anymore. Uh, look at Max Preps here. Maybe we're on the podcast. Well, come on, Bulldogs. That's cool, dude. I love that. So that is good. I do remember you playing water polo. I was playing soccer at that time and you graduated in 97. 97. 97. That's awesome stuff, Spence. For our listeners, Spence, you graduated in the Thousand Oaks in? 76. Hey. Ooh, I like that. 1976. I was out. There we go. T.O. It's been a long time. And any sports in high school too? Did you run track? I forget. I was a horrible athlete, but I did run cross country yeah. and I did uh, do a little track and field. But uh, what ended up happening when I got a little older, because I, I couldn't play any sport. I sucked. I was horrible. <laughs> I was hideous. But I found out I was naturally rather strong. So I got into weightlifting and yeah. not that I competed, but I, I got, I will say, I got very strong. You and Josh having a comment. I can still look at you fellows right now, both in good shape. You came home yesterday at the pool yep. and we talking about that fun stuff with the pool going on, measure ease going on. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. Parish pool is where you played water polo. True. You have fond memories of parish pool. I do. Do you know right now that there's like a bond going on in our community where we're going to upgrade parish pool if it gets approved? Finally, yes, and I called Troy Dumay this week. That's something I want to write on the podcast. Let's go into it right wow. now. Troy Dumay, Olympian, four-time Olympian, there is behind go. this too. Understanding that the bond and taxes, oh, you know, we talked about it a little bit, aren't the greatest of things. But when you have a way for money to go right back into the schools and the updated facilities from the '60s and '70s, so if you're on this podcast, you're listening to Friday, it is time sensitive, folks. There's a bond out there for the first time. Hmm. Guess what year, dude? 
You tell me. 1997. You're kidding. No. <laughs> there hasn't been a bond passed. That is. Oxnard had four passed. Now, Ventura's put two tax liens, I think they call them, on your property tax, which are lesser than bonds mm. that you can only put towards programs and salaries and stuff. Mm. But a bond goes straight to infrastructure. So it's been it's kind of a weird learning about, I don't want to say cat and mouse, but more of like a way to divide and conquer that certain school districts do things. That has the reason why Parish Pool, for an example, oh. uh, hasn't been updated in that long. So let's go measure bond. Everyone out there, vote yes. Let's go. All right, Josh, let's get into it. What's happening right now in your life? I brought you in because you reached out through Instagram. You've been following Ventura Ford a little bit mm-hmm. on some of the cool things we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Share the stoke right now, what you know about Ventura Ford, about what we have going on in our community. I mean, it's crazy the changes. You know, I don't come back as often as I would like anymore. But it every time I come back, there's new developments. That's probably been the biggest thing that, you know, Ventura's always been a little bit behind and slow to progress, mm-hmm. right? Um, and now that you see more developments, new, nicer housing going in, even though I grew up on the east side. And so that could use a little love over there, man. Yeah, we're all, they need, uh, like you're speaking of the heart of the east side right here. One of the leaders. On. What do you want on the east side? I mean, from? I just just like you know, I, I grocery think, stores. Yeah, yeah, restaurants. Like there, yeah. there's so many folks that live over there. Why is that like the forgotten part of Ventura? Why was all the focus on downtown, midtown, and and like what about what about us on the east side? You know, it's great you bring that up, and we we'll change the format a little bit in the podcast so we can keep bringing new news with you, and that's that Peter Gilly the current community development director stepped down and resigned last night. Oh, so that's huge news as Nate desire. These names that I only, I know on the top of my head, like some weirdo cuckoo Spence. Why are you looking at me funny? Cause you're a weirdo. <laughs> With that being said, I do know the goods and that's why I listen to the podcast, but Hey, Peter stepped down three days after the marijuana licenses were issued in the city of Ventura, which is a hot topic for our listeners and our supporters. So that's going on. And Josh, you're right. The East side got taken advantage of within Mm. those plans that you're supposed to have within the community development plan, a general plan. Uh, You look at like the Henderson and Wells. There should have been a massive, which could have been like a Trader Joe's, maybe in and out. Yeah, there's nothing out there. No. And they parceled off to those little like apartment complexes. I mean, really from Johnson... You know, you get off at Johnson and it's like so now they're building that, you know, across from the Carl's and Chevron over there. Yeah. But then like, you know, where the movie theater used to be, you know, and then where Cronies is that whole area. Like, come on. Like, there's yeah. so many people that are going by that in and out every day. You know, it'd be nice if it was it got a little love. You know what? It's, it's great that you say that, too, coming from living in San Diego. And how often are you visiting Ventura right now? Um. I'm up here to see my mom as much as I can. She lives in Ojai now. Okay. So um, a lot of it is coming through Ventura, but our best friends are still here. Right. So, so we're here as much as we can. Work is busy and the kids are in school and sports and, you know, it's not as easy as it used to be to come up. That's, you know, I like that. And getting it, that's the perspective we need is coming back and forth, seeing what's going on in different towns, yeah. people being successful. Let's get into starting that conversation right now about the success you've had and tell our listeners, you know, kind of the raw facts and, and the details about yeah. how you started with this dream with St. Archer Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've sold that company off. I'd mm-hmm. love to hear a little bit about those details, mm-hmm. the process of that, and then taking your dream of being involved in the beverage industry, moving that now into Ashland Hard Seltzers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the CEO boss, mm-hmm. right? You're the, okay. Mm-hmm. And now there's other stuff coming out too, lemonades. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about these fun stuff, but how did St. Archer get down? We've heard about the great group of guys from Ventura that went down to San Diego State. If you know the late 90s, early 2000s, we had a lot of our friends go down. Yep. But your personal story, start with that, please. And how did you get involved in beer? Uh, I guess it's the most, you know, probably non-traditional way. You know, most... Um, most folks that get involved in beer businesses are brewers, right? Um, like Mike Morrison from Made West. Mike, like, brewing in his kitchen, and then, you know, a little bit bigger, and then a little bit bigger, and then a little bit, and then it kind of, like, you know, it kind of evolves, and then, you know, some folks turn it into a business in a storage unit, and other people build a huge facility in, in Ventura off Donlin like those boys. So, like, I think for me, though, I was a filmmaker, um, right out of high school, 
I was a horrible student. Um, horrible. Like the, the worst. Um, <laughs> I'm I, laughing because I was awful too. I, I hated school except for playing water polo. And Janine. Nice. Who, you know, we've been together since we were 16. Here we are both 43. Shout, so, shout out to the wife. Shout out to Janine, man. So I think, um, so I was a filmmaker. Started working, making surf films. Um, started working for a guy named Taylor Steele from Solana Beach who made surf videos and um, was a working filmmaker, made documentaries and won a ton of film festivals and then started making music videos. And I just happened to be on a surf trip with a couple guys who were in, on tour at the time um, in Puerto Rico. And a tequila brand approached them about investing in the company and being ambassadors for their brand. And they asked me what I thought. And I said, I mean, I don't know about tequila, but like, why don't you do beer? You know, um, Taylor Knox, who's actually from Thousand Oaks, then lived Oxnard Shores, then moved to Carlsbad when he was 13. Um, I'm like, you live in San Diego. That's like the craft beer capital of the U.S. You got to be able to find one of those guys to like sponsor, do something. Right. And um, what year What year are we talking here? This is uh, 2000. Well, when I was in Puerto Rico was when Andy Irons passed away. Mm-hmm. So that, that weekend, the Andy passed away. I had the idea for St. Archer. So whatever the exact mm-hmm. 2000, what are we in? 20, okay. So 2010? 2010. Okay, great. Um, so you're in Mexico. Tequila comes up. You guys are talking. We have the idea. Yep. And I said, why can't? I mean, why hasn't there been a beer that's been from us? like our culture, but I wasn't a brewer, not a brewer. And I didn't know anyone in the beer business. Ventura is not exactly a hotbed for alcohol entrepreneurs or any sort of beer business in general. Right. Um, and I went home and told Janine that I'm going to do St. Archer and do what's called a capital raise. And we're moving to San Diego. And my, my daughter was three and a half at the time. And my oldest son was six months old, and she said, I'll find us a place to live. St. Archer, where does the name come from? Um, so I wanted to name my son Archer, mm-hmm. and he's Beckham. So I got it in somewhere else. So you lost the, you lost the name and got the beer. Yeah. Good trade. I yeah. like that trade. Okay, well, let's, okay so, so St. Archer went down. How quickly did it evolve when you went to San Diego? Did, was it, did you partner up with an existing beer company there, no. or did you start brewing yourself? And then no. was it straight to the surfing community that then helped be your brand ambassadors? No, yeah, so, so none of that, actually. Interesting. Um, we ended up raising $3 million, and a lot of it, um, not a lot of it, some of it was pro surfers and skaters that I'd worked with through films and and, and some of them put, you know, not a ton of money. Those guys don't make as much money as you think most of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of it was just like family, friends, business folks in the community in San Diego. And we built a 17,000 square foot brewery, um, just East of La Jolla and St. Archer launched April 15th, 2013. Was this pre GoFundMe type? Yeah. So it's all word of mouth. There wasn't any system where you could say you get this. So yeah. everything was handshakes and more. I mean, I've probably raised sixty million now. Wow! Over the last, you know, whatever 10, 12 years. Got good at and, it. And and um, never gone to any venture capital or family offices or it's always been folks just like us. So. I love that. Man, Spence, that's why I brought him in the studio. I need to rub off on that because I think I could raise some capital if I had the actual mission. And I need the end point. And I told you this podcast is going to be different because I was going to start being more honest today, too. We need that end, We need that end point that we can have Josh help us put us where Ventura forward's going to be like, we're not only going to push Ventura farther forward with our community service and opportunity for the youth, for the seniors, giving blood, Lions Club sporting events, all that great stuff we do, Spence, we're going to actually get that to be intangible source, like job opportunity, monetizing it. See where I'm going with that? Definitely. And since uh, your work was in documentaries and all that, you, you've you worked your entire life with people who were goal-oriented, it seems. You've mm-hmm. worked a lot with athletes. You've worked a lot with mm-hmm. people in the music business. So a lot of these mm-hmm. people had to do it on their own. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with my, my mom, really. Like, she, you know did a lot of different things and was, um, self-made success, you know, from Philadelphia and put herself through Penn 
and then you know became a lawyer and raised me and you know all the things like totally on her own so when you know go go into the ivy league and then having a son that is you know a god-awful student probably not the easiest thing in the world on her but um you know i think uh she always told me that i could really do whatever i wanted to do and i believed her and i think um you know that independence and and then i guess kind of just internal drive to to do something that was a little bit different and special. You got to remember, like when I had the idea for St. Archer, it wasn't, there was no Made West or Transmission Brewery or Topa Topa or Ventura Coast. But everyone, what? when I said I'm doing St. Archer, they thought I was doing a fucking BJ's. That's funny. <laughs> you know? And I was like, BJ, no, the Pete, no, no. It's a, what was your it's comp? A, what was your comp then? Yeah, there had to be some few in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stone was you know, Ballast Point there. At that Ballast point? point for sure. Mm -hmm. Late '90s, Stone. Late '90s. We talked about Four Peaks. Shout out when yeah. I was working at Dos yeah. Gringos Trailer Park. Four Peaks was doing that. But even Arizona. like here, you know, the closest... Anacapa Brewery. Let's go, Josh Landon, episode thirty-one. Again, breaking news. Banana. Bun. That's Sports That's Center. Sports Center, but close. Here we go. Anacapa Brewery is close, Spence. Very that's, upset about that because that's horrible. when I first got into talk radio, they were very, very nice to me. This is all those years ago. And it was back when you used to hang the mugs from the yeah. fish hooks. And I had a Planet Spence mug that got broken. And I was there for the very, very beginning. And Suze Montgomery, God rest her soul, we uh, had a table right in front. And I'd do a live talk show there. And I called it the Algonquin Roundtable, which anybody who knows about the East Coasters, they were all geniuses. I was doing that as a parody. <laughs> and we did a live remote there once a week. And it was great. Crazy. And I got to have a cool brew and talk to a bunch of people uh, mixing it up. So Anacapa means That's a lot That's crazy to they went under. Yeah, and they were. They, yeah. I thought they were solid. I thought they were real good. The food was great. Their presentation was great. But uh, what I read, and I'll give the star credit, is there was um, the COVID thing hammered them, yeah. and they could just not muscle tough, up and it's over it's tough yeah and yeah, it was, they were it seemed like they were exhausted and they wanted to get out before it really became a, you know like a yeah a, a burden financially to them so yeah it seems like a proper exit yeah and destiny swafford has been a friend of i was gonna say destiny yeah i love that i remember her working there she's been there for the whole time oh you're kidding no no way yeah i think she became part owner that's so, right you know and that's what's interesting is like you know some places can get so close the history, we talked about Schlitz. Was it called Schlitz? What's no, the name of the Shields? Shields. And so that was a place that was the warehouse forever that now is the, across the street from Topa Topa, right? I believe, didn't they have a huge bottling line in there? Shields did package and they, they put beers out. Actually, a good friend of mine who owned a, a salon here in town, Michael Kelly, Kelly Gaston's yeah. wife, Tara, I think, I don't know if it was her first job, but it was like one of her first jobs at Shields. Give us the shield story, Spence. I'll try to be quick on this one. So I had a friend, literally a genius, literally a genius. And we were goofing around one day, and we went and got a bunch of random beers because we'd always go in, and I, if you're familiar with Westlake Jacks, they used to have 110 beers on hand. And this is way before yeah. exotics were happening. Yeah. So we got into it, and then one day he said, why don't we try to make our own? I said, well, how the hell do you do that? Mr. Suds in on Main Street, we got our little kit, and we made beer. The first batch tasted like um, <laughs> apple juice. It was horrible. We made a mistake. Second batch was beautiful. Hey. So we were pretty proud of ourselves. But he was a scientist. He did everything. We went to Shields. We sat down, and we got the flight to test all of them and try them out. This guy was so rude. And my I'm not kidding. My buddy can talk it. He knows stuff. He's biology, everything. <laughs> and the guy completely blew us off. Oh, and we boy. thought it was so unfriendly. Every other brewery we ever went to, they were Super inviting, friendly. engaging. Yeah. What I love about breweries, certainly there's competition. Yeah. There's a brotherhood. There is. And there seems to be a cycle where they, they like each other and rely a little bit. Sure. But this guy was just sour. And we walked out of there going, what the hell did Lame. we do? And my buddy ended up running, his name's Richard Brandt. He ran a brewery in Denver, big one. And because, again, he went to Davis and took all the class. Mm -hmm. He really went long on it. But my introduction to Shields was poor. But I will tell you, Anacapa, Institution, I, you know, we could go through all of them. I mean, when I when I had the idea for St. Archer, I think Surf Brewery had just started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so. They had Wahini and the Piers. Yeah. And they and sold, uh, I think, is that Poseidon now? No, Poseidon is over, um, that's by the golf course. Surf sold to somebody. 
Yeah, Surf went into an institution. It's not but they I thought they were very clever because they, they got the vibe, all the surf names and yeah. the peers, and they did that. I, I was a little shocked when they went under. I, yeah. I didn't know why. Yeah. It's tough. There's pro- it's yeah, that's why. It's tough. That yeah. one word. It's well, tough. Speaking of these it's names, if we're talking to Josh here, learn the stories about his uh, entrepreneurship, getting into St. Archer, and we're going to hear more about Ashland Hard Seltzer coming up to this podcast. Let's get to some of those sponsors now. Well, we call a little fun, quick section here with our questions. Uh, first one, Arsenal Comics wants to know, who's your favorite superhero growing up? Easy, Batman. Batman. I was Batman for five straight Halloweens. Wow. Who were you for this Halloween? Nothing. Well, I was Jesus, actually, for a photo shoot and like half a walk around the block. It was the wig was itching my head and then Janine was anyways. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Jesus is walking down the street. Yeah, it was good. It was good for a short period. Short period. Since he's new to the podcast, Spence, I like that when we have this. Ventura Real Estate Company wants to know who are the top 100 coolest people in the city of Ventura. And you get to name three off the top of your head. What three names equal the coolest in the city of Ventura? Oh, gosh. I would say um, Aaron Gaston. Aaron Gaston. I think I knew that was coming. Number one. Number two. Um, That's number one. Number one, number well, two. And like his number one and 1A, 1B is him and his wife, right? Nicole. Okay. You're going to go Mr. and Mrs. Gaston. Mr. and Mrs. Gaston. Double Gaston. Shout I out. I mean, okay. business owners, they're killing it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing um, with them. Do we, do we ever disagree with this, Spence? Number Never two. Has happened. Never happened. Number two oh, he's in, put, oh, in he's Ventura. He's going for extra. He's going for extra. Mm. That's fine. We'll allow it. Go ahead. Bonus. You know, I don't have any. I don't have any. I could name a million friends, but no. you, know, you know who's like really... Killing it, who you know. Let's go. And it's not like I don't know if it if I don't know who Rob Brandt. Rob Brandt. That's my guy. Rob B. He is. We gotta listen listening to this. I and like. He's that. like, dude, at life in general, he's, and he's killing it. At li- he's getting the wood, the wood going on. He the is. I know. He looks like he's in better shape than he's health. He's like, he's really killing it. Do you man. see when I put sometimes on the social media, like put like a little kitty perch? I know. I dude, he, <laughs> he, like these photos. I'm like, what are you trying to do to us? Yeah. Man? Yeah. Right. It, I, it's, it's insulting everybody. And then it's making us excited. It's not good. And then, you know, who else, you know, who had a <laughs> good, excited. who had a good Ventura post a, a while back was Alex Mangoni. Mangone. They cleaned up that area. For yeah, him. I was like, I loved that. And it, it, he thinks it's because of him, but it was because of Ventura Ford. Actually, <laughs> we had. But the, him driving around, getting fired up on the. I'm like, is it safe for you to be driving and doing this video? Dude, this is that's Ventura Ford inspired. I love it because we pull over. I love I it, but he's he was fired up about it. I pull, dude. I it's so great that you said that and that you saw that. These names are just up in the business of the homies. Yeah. Now the Ventura Music Hall. The new concert venue. I had a chance to go there. Okay. Have you had a chance to visit? No, I have not. We've got tickets. Everyone knows this. We'll tell you again. Two free tickets are waiting for anybody that DMs us, you included. That's right. Let everyone know. Amazing. So besides that, since you haven't been to the Ventura Music Hall, when's yep. the last time you've been to a live concert? I saw The Descendants at Ventura Theater. Okay. You mean here? Anywhere. Or just in general? Yep. Um, we just went to who did we just see in concert? Yeah, we've been to we've been to concerts. Cool. So you go. Yeah, we've been going. Cool. We've been going. So and because even, of the venue, I've got my new favorite band name. Conejo Malo. There we go. Conejo Malo. Why is that a great name? I don't, I don't know. know. It Bad sounds Bunny. cool. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is the one selling the yeah. world. Yeah. Conejo Malo is Bad Bunny. And uh, I saw that on all, the marquee. It's and all I coming thought, together. Whoever you are, I love you. Conejo Malo. <laughs> It's yeah, I've been going bunny. to. I've been going. I didn't even like during COVID. I went back to an Eagles game when they had two thousand fans in the stadium, mm. which was crazy. I was traveling a lot through COVID, which was a bizarre experience. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Earth yeah. Candy wants to know. Yeah. Earth Candy's a new sponsor. She loves to make at-home-made smoothies. Who doesn't? Puts them out for local events. Who doesn't? As this milk. Evolves. Are yeah. you a soy, almond, coconut? What's in your refrigerator right now? Are you still doing the cow milk? No. Any, what milk? I just don't really drink a lot of milk. So no milk at all? Yeah. Um, no, no, nothing. If I did do it, I guess, Janine, we would probably do oat milk. Okay. Um, But I'm just half and half in the coffee, man. Half and half. So you, like, get a little, you get a little goat. 
yeah, fuck it. You know, <laughs> like it just gets a little like, come on, everybody's fine. Spence, you love goats. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was at the Ventura County Fair, and somebody gave me the worst cup of coffee I ever had in my life. It was horrid. A girl walks by with a goat, and I said, "Is that goat ready?" And she said, "Yeah, right off the teat." Just like cup. that, half and half, best, right there. Best I ever had. Pure. It was solid. I love it. Right out of the goat. I love it. <laughs> oh, the Ellen L. Lover. The lover of landscape and agriculture wants to know, what's your favorite produce that you see grown in the 805? Oh, it'd have to be avocado. The avocado? Yeah. I got that one down. I mean, I feel like that's like a legend, right? I mean, that's like, come on. Yeah. I always have one with me. That's yeah. that's the... Uh... That's a good t-shirt for Ventura. Oh, actually, you know what I think of too, and I don't... But the sun-kissed off North Bank, you know, driving by... Lemon. Yeah. Lemon I always, plant. you know, that's probably that was a staple right there. It's got to still be there. What, what what street did you grow up going? In? Montgomery off Montgomery. Off Montgomery. Wow, that's crazy. I was Montgomery and T.O. Look at that. See, yeah. you know, the River all comes condos together. right there, right, right at the bottom of Montgomery. That's right. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in there. I mean, definitely. I'm just Kimball Foothill. You know, I got all kinds of people down there. North Bank. It was fun living down there, too, being the river bottoms. And yep. shout out, like, Reed Trueblood. And the, wow, the, the Reed du- Trueblood. The, the, the Dunn family, the Leonard family. Remember yep. when Chris Olsen was down there? Yep. That little street they had? There was so many. You knew the fun, Leonard's growing up in the street there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun time down there. It was. I got there a little late. Ashland so Hard Seltzer yep. wants to know, what's your favorite beach to visit in the city of Ventura? And the county, of course, or state, you can say, since there's so many options. Ventura? I mean, I guess the most nostalgic would be just Pierpont. Which, which, very important. I mean, probably just Schoolhouse. Schoolhouse. I think that's where I, I mean, that's where I surfed the most as a kid. That's Brunswick, right? It's off, yeah, Brunswick. Yeah. And then I, my mom and I, when we first moved to Ventura, um, when I was three, we lived on Bayshore. Mm-hmm. We had a little apartment on Bayshore. So, you know, it's a, it's a, and we don't have that many great beaches here, actually. You I can, guess like, in high you, school. You can take it up to like Mondo's. We'll take it as far I as I guess Mondo's. like surfing the pipe before there was a parking lot there was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then I guess in high school, Emma Wood kind of turned into the, that was like the spot. He's loving it. He's moving around now. I love it. Yeah. You fall in love. And we're going here with um, last one. X5O. X5O. Ventura's county's number one high security detail. That's you, right. You ever need detail one-on-one strapped and ready to take a flight? We got your guy. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Don't we, Spence? Yes. We do. Prince. Can we say the name? Prince. You might be hanging out with a prince. He might drop a prince off and then come pick you up. Great. So he wants to know. He loves Ventura. Same. What is the most improved thing you want to do. You mentioned the Johnson Drive area, an example. If you had another thing, without saying homelessness, what would be like the one thing that you would want to improve about our city? Um, I think we could, you know, I think a lot of people would say this, like living in Ventura and driving on Thompson. Mm-hmm. Do we need all of those motels there? Mm-hmm. Like, do we have to have those? I mean... Is that really like driving the property value up? Is it like doing, is there anything positive happening in those hotel rooms? N- not a lot. And Only I, one. Eh, the city center. City center. Yes. They, some of them have turned into some stuff. And you're going a little farther on farther Thompson. Down. You're okay. going all of, he's thinking more of, I think, between Seaward and San Juan. Yeah. Right on. Uh, you're right. Where we fall in there, Josh, is it's in the coastal zone. And the ridiculous thing about the state of California is if you're within like a mile of the coast, you have these different governing stuff you've never experienced before, right? And they say because there's X amount of beds in those areas, but what we haven't been done is to have a city manager and a staff that has wanted to invigorate how to turn over those because then you get the landowner involved. And 100% agree with you completely. It's dilapidation. I mean, maybe if my boy Aaron Gaston would have got in city council, we could have turned some stuff around. Yeah, you're right. And we got some some good people on council too to vote for. Uh, I'm biased. I'm biased. No, we tried. You know I was working hard for the Gaston campaign. I was out there. I do know. Ah, it's, you know, and Mike Johnson's doing his thing. Johnson, you're probably listening too, aren't you? Trying to always hone on a Ventura Ford. You love Ventura Ford. You're I can right. tell you one thing I miss the most is the chart house. Mm. 
Mm, that was the best salad bar I ever had in my life. Still haven't found Janine worked there mm. uh, when we were kids, and then but the salad bar at the Chart House. That's why I asked my wife uh, to marry me. Chart House. You're kidding? At nope. Ventura. That was the place. When they made it's better now that it's like it's the it's the living area. Mm. Yeah. When it was Joe's Crab Shack. That made me want to like kill somebody. Well, it, it flipped the script. <laughs> it became like which a, he didn't. <laughs> it became a mutant Chewy's like uh, bizarre uh, playground we as opposed to. But a, the chart house was chart house was style. It was, yeah, it was and great. it was gorgeous. It was yeah, it was a beautiful place with great it was. food. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I took my wife. Sorry. Back. No, that's good. We're getting through the sponsors. So X Five O has that stuff in there. Spence, who do you want to shout out? Anybody? Uh, who do I want to shout out today? You know. Um, I would like to give a big shout out to, uh, I, I've got to say, it's right up the street because they just agreed to do a big fundraiser for us for the Children's Services Auxiliary, which is the foster kids. And that's our really good friends up here at Green Thumb Nursery. They're an independent. Mm. They got to battle the big brutes. And they're out there doing the best. And they're really cool. Mm. They have this Christmas tree exhibit that is fantastic. Beautiful. And that's really, where we always got our trees. Yeah, they're really nice people. And they put a big Merry Christmas. Imagine that in front of their uh, their place of business. There we go. And uh, they're all in, and they're going to help the foster kids. So that's my shout-out for today. That is a good one. Speaking of that, too, let's always give a shout-out to Ray Fresco for bringing those tunes in on our introduction. Thank you, fellers. Hey. And maybe Spence might even cue a little Christmas music for us right now, too, and it might say Merry Christmas. Let's get down to a little bit more of Josh's stories. We're having too much fun here in episode number 31. We want to thank you so much for your time again. Too easy. Sharing the stoke. You know how easy and fun this is. Uh, and that top, top 100 list too. Getting Rob Brand on that list. Woo wee! Love guy. you, Ro- love you, Robbo. Uh, get back into the story now. So when there was a brewery that's going off. So Ashland, I mean, excuse me. Uh, St. Archer's going great in San Diego. You've yep. got the burgers are flying out, the beers are off the shelf. I'm imagining you're then distributing into other places, right? You've got taps going on different bars. Things are going mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. When and how long did you decide maybe I'm going to sell this brand? And why did that come up to you where you want to sell the brand? Who would you sell it to? And would you mind talking about some of that money for our listeners to kind of entertain that fact? Um, yeah, so we sold it after a couple of years to Coors. Um, something that you were approached with or something that you wanted to venture out as a business person? Um, well, we had raised almost $10 million to that point to keep expanding the brewery. Um, and then I needed $10 more million. And um, in that process, we hired a, an investment bank to kind of help us raise the money from the right folks. And instead of that happening, it, it kind of just evolved into people putting offers into the brand, um, Anheuser-Busch and, and at the time Miller Coors and, and a few others. And uh, Coors ended up buying the business, and hmm. which was good and not so good. Interesting. Yeah. And that's in business is always evolving, right? Like when you make decisions like that, like it's got to be emotional because Very. you know you put like, your heart and soul. We talked about yeah all of the energy that went into that, yeah. and I think that that's something where I've maybe failed in business is not being able to go the the distance to mm-hmm. c- you know c- complete the business plan. Yeah, and then what's after that? Yeah, you know, and that's I think what gets difficult because there's so much emotional in that and. You've been, you've had success with that. You've even shown here just quick emotional and in answering that, I appreciate you sharing that yeah. to show that it can be positive and negative. Yeah. But what you've done is you've moved forward. Yeah. You've put the energy and you've moved it forward into Ash and Hard Seltzers. So how quickly after you sold St. Archer and you supposedly, right, and just figuratively cash a big check that everyone yep. figures that you're this great guy and you're never going to work again and things right. are fantastic, right? Yep. Uh, that we all want to get to that pinnacle of point and whether it's a smaller mountain in your whole cliff or it's the biggest mountain in your life, whatever it is, congratulations yep. there. Thank you. What went forward to you to invigorate something new? Yeah, I mean, I think you actually – a lot of the reason why I wanted to sell it was we had investors and you have, you know, that's what you're, that's what you sign up for when you take other people's money. Right. Um, but I think for me, I wanted to see how I would feel also. Right. I wanted to see if I would, you know, if I would, you know, you make life changing money that, that, you know, what happens afterwards? Do you want to just go to the beach and never work again or stay at the place you created for the next 25 years and, and, or, are you an entrepreneur that has more businesses and brands in your head that kind of like are always itching at you no matter what you're doing? And um, for me, 
I just learned that that's who I was, right? I wasn't a business owner and I wasn't an employee. I was an entrepreneur. And I think like, you know, most people now it's like a, the sexy thing to say, being an entrepreneur kind of sucks, right? It's like, it's stressful and you're always starting from ground zero. And like, there's a lot of bullshit that goes into it, right? There's like moments of fun. And mm -hmm. so I left Coors after 18 months um, and I've started, you know, 10 brands since then. 10 brands. 10. Yeah. So I started, um, I started an alcohol distributorship in San Diego called Scout with two other friends of mine and then another brewery called Harlan. Um, I exited out of those and, and my two buddies are still running those businesses. Mm -hmm. And then I created Ashland, um, right before COVID. And then now we have, and now we created a brand house called Wings and Arrow, which Ashland hard seltzer villager spirits, which is a canned cocktail business, mucho aloha, which is a hard lemonade and a soon to be hard iced tea called voyage comes out in January. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so there's a lot going on. So I guess I, st I had more brands in my head that I, that I wanted to do regardless of, you know, like I want, you know, doing another brewery with Harlan and, and, um, you know, got to do that. That was fun. And, kind of just moved on from those two and um, now doing these four soon to be five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How does that equate to the same similar plan in that sense where you have eventual capitalists that want to invest in you and you're yeah. like, you know what, if you've been successful before yeah. or was it more stepping out on your own now in that sense of taking more of the risk in, in, in yourself? I mean, it's all been the same as St. Archer really. Sure. But if you think about it, like make, being a filmmaker is really entrepreneurial. Right. Maybe even more so because um, you're kind of doing everything. There is no no real employees as a you know, you're hiring different like kind of independent contractors to help you along the way, like right. a, an editor or a cinematographer, whatever it is. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's all been pretty much the same. You know, it's easier to raise money these days, you know, when when you've had, you know, multiple successes. Um, but other than that, like it's it's the same grind. You know, mm -hmm. I know how to win now. We know we've won with so many different brands that, like, we know how to do it. That's sharing the Stokes, Spence, right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can only imagine the stress of that. I, I have <laughs> a few friends who, who got into the business, and one literally in lighting, and he's worked with Martin Scorsese. But he started off literally shooting and lighting pornographies. Amazing. His first gig was lighting pornographies. Pays the bills, huh? When Pat got the gig, it was like Halloween 5, I think. And I looked down and go, Pat, that's Amazing. a real movie. Yeah. And he said, yeah, it is. And I said, oh, my God. And that was his breakthrough. And that's he ended awesome. up, he did Gangs of New York. But I wow. know everybody says, well, you got it so easy now. You got it. They don't no. know. And they don't also know that when the film is done, you could be done for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You don't necessarily get picked up that quickly. So it's it's a rough, very rewarding, but extremely rough. Yeah, I think like with, you know, I, I would say, you know, a lot of people ask me if, you know, how much I've taken from St. Archer into these other businesses, other alcohol brands, and like not much. You know, like maybe we, you know, with Harlan, we built a brewery again, maybe that, you know, but they're all different. They're all different brands, different categories, different competition. Mm -hmm. Dif different economic struggles, right? Like you go through COVID and we sold a ton of booze and then you kind of come on the backside of COVID and luckily for us, we're up 180% from COVID, but a lot of folks aren't. And now going into a recession, like it's a, fortunately when you go into a re recession, people tend to drink more booze. Um, but it's a, it's a challenging time for all the brands out there that are like raising money people aren't wanting to invest in, you know, just it's, there's going to be a lot of folks going out of business. Mm -hmm. Like there's, it's a, it's, it, there's always different challenges that you never know are going to come up. And I look at taste name and challenge on the branding. And one of my favorite, and if anybody likes this beer, just throw something at me. But one of my favorite beers that I thought was miserable that had huge success was Corona. And the reason why Corona had huge success is it was a clear bottle with a painted label and volleyball players were holding it. <laughs> right. I remember the first time somebody handed yeah. one to me, I, I looked at it and I said, are you kidding me? Yeah. What is this? But everybody had one. And then I'm walking around with a Guinness. I and mean, people just look at me like, well, you moron. I mean, Corona, like, can you think of a better advertising campaign than find your beach? Yeah. It, it was brilliant. 
That's pretty fucking great, Brilliant. man. Yeah. Because yeah. think about it. Any everyone wants to find their beach that's mm -hmm. living in Wichita. Yeah. So they grab a Corona and it like takes them there. That's and it looks clean stuff. and the people that stink and lime in there. It just. It, it, they did it. It was something that never yeah. happened before. Did they, go, was, did they go too far with Snoop Dogg, though? I don't know about it's that. It's horrible. Yeah. It, like, really? it, makes, exactly. it makes me bummed. And I don't even really? know who, who is the other guy. The guy who makes Andy Schamberg, right? The, the yeah, guy. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm like, night stop. Night. It doesn't work. Yeah, and Snoop's not drinking Coronas, man. Like, what the fuck are you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. doing? <laughs> well, but it, it is cool to see all of the breweries in Ventura now. Yeah. You know, that's been pretty rad. I've been, it's been awesome to see that. How about your relationship with Cody Bellinger? Yeah, that's my guy. You know, do you have, do you know about this, Spence? I do not. So he made a hard seltzer called the Belly Bomb. Yeah. And it's a, a playoff of the bomb pop, the yeah. popsicle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he likes to do popsicle with some stuff. We talked about a few years ago. I saw you some messages about yeah. some fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, tell me, tell, tell our listeners about that cool collaboration. And I'll yeah. let you know, we just moved houses right now. Yeah. And my son took the fat head of Cody Bellinger. Yeah. And moved it to his new room. Amazing. Four times. Amazing. My son has moved that. You think the 200 average <laughs> wavers us? It yeah. does it. Tell I, us about I, how you got involved with, I, you know, I, if, if Snoop Dogg was Corona's new guy, Belly's your new guy. Yeah, I mean, I think Cody, um, we got hooked up from a mutual friend They're who are both, Cody's an investor in the brands. Um, and when Jared Goff was playing for the Rams, Jared's an investor and he and Cody are good buddies. And he was like, you should, you should give him a ring. He'd be stoked. He drinks a lot of hard seltzer. So I called him, we hit it off and he became an investor. And then, um, the belly bomb just, it's gone bananas. Really? Yeah. It was like in Dodger stadium. Like we, we've sold thousands of cans. Is that just in it there to stay Thousands. too? Like the plan for well, if he's if he's right if he's here to stay, he needs. Let's start that campaign. Yeah, I wish I had some like inside info to give you guys, but um, as of right now, he's still a Dodger. Well, Midnight Baseball can help you put that. We're gonna make Stan, some calls to Stan Caston and get him to be staying a Dodger. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, who are they gonna find better in center field? Oh, and last night too, more news. How do I pull this news out of my head? Just you know, I'm reading my notes right now, folks, on my hand. And Cody Bellinger did not win the gold glove last night. Interesting. I, I mean, thought who's he, better than him in center field? Uh, gosh, should they get Mookie won it in right, of which course. I think almost Cody's better. Uh, Mookie's great. But Cody, I saw, I you know I, I saw the name and it was on the bottom ticket. If you can't remember, then it, it wasn't. And then it, it wasn't better matter. than Cody this year. And it was just so disrespectful because you know if he hits 265, 270 with 30 bombs and well, you know what? You're, when you're off. batting eighth or ninth. Dude, you're not seeing. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now too. And I was DMing him this, and we're gonna get in this. And this podcast has been great. We're gonna wrap up here soon. This has been so much fun. We want to keep our listeners to their 45 minutes as they love the podcast. They pitch hit for Cody with the game on the line with Barnes. How pissed were you? I were you watching? I when he uh, the most pissed I. You must have been so mad. Aside from every Philadelphia sports moment, which I'm upset daily over something, <laughs> when he didn't play against the righty against the Padres, I was like, and benched. Unbelievable. Dude, fuck them. That's what I, that was like my, that was, I couldn't believe it. Any manager issues there? They, and that's, they keep saying, oh, uh, well, it's, it's up a, the guy up above. I tell everyone this, the, the, yeah, the manager bull, hands bullshit. them the lineup card. That's and if right. baseball has gotten to be so bad where Dave Roberts, he should be fired by the fans. We should strike. I, we should, as fans, yeah. we should freaking strike. I mean, Cody batting ninth. Come on, it's Cody ridiculous. Bellinger. Mm -hmm. He won the MVP three years ago. Yeah, I could see that too. You know, he should have been batting all year. Probably he's so fast. His second. But if you have him bunt, I'm well, not kidding you. But if you I, think I about lame, his, but, and, but you, you know, these guys like what what the fans don't understand a lot is the emotional. Yeah. What these guys go through day oh, yeah. in and day out, you know, they're they're just like we are, and we have all these emotional issues. Mm -hmm. You've been told that since you were 14 that you're the greatest thing in the world. You go into a slump, then you have a kid. Think about like, you know, the 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 mental aspect of that. Like he's waking up every morning going, I'm going to the field, I'm gonna go work out, and blah blah blah. Then he wakes up and the baby's crying. Then his chick wants to go to the gym. Then his whole routine's do you know, like there's a lot of things that like go know. on that's just not as simple as like, yeah, he just fucking sucks now. Right. That's such an uneducated idiot fan that says that. 
we're going to talk about this too with Ventura Ford and maybe bring you back on again. And we'll talk a lot off air about a lot of the ideas I have about the evolution of what you're talking about, about sports psychology, business opportunity. Yeah. I think you might have maybe heard a little bit about my friend, Mike Frick, who graduated from Buena High and died in a car accident. Of course. I was li- I, the reason I was in Scottsdale and 10, because we ha- I had a house there with major league baseball players. So Frick and Bill Murphy were all living with me. I was already tuned up to be Frick's agent. I was already, and so my grandfather, baseball, running the little league and stuff. We were joking about Seth Gibson. So baseball, like you're saying, it's like life. And you're losing more than you're winning. Yep. And no one's experienced that more than Kelly Bellinger. Yep. That's how fucking badass, and he's cussed the most Spence too, by the way. He's got me cussing now. <laughs> Is that Bellinger, because I'm going to put my proper face on for Spencer, because he's got me in the PC version of our wonderful KVT land yeah because i'm a broadcaster and yeah podcasts are different than radio much different loosen up right take it easy and the fullness about that is though is how close everybody is to ventura and you brought cody bellinger to us in a sense of one degree of separation ventura forward we look forward to you bringing back so many more things and sharing that stoke yeah and really seeing Ventura Ford of being that outlet of someone in town that you can totally rely upon, whether it's a phone call, a drop off, or sharing a brand, be marketing ambassadors. Yep. You know, I want to tell Spence on this podcast today about how we wanted to reach out to you. Like, how can we help you? You know, like, yep. you know what it takes to be a businessman. You can probably look at just me and maybe Spence, or I'll look at maybe me directly. How you can help me propel Ventura Forward's brand because we're giving back to the community. Yeah. Whether it's we're, me doing my work 25, 30 hours a week, picking up trash, yep. improving those dilapidated spaces, whether it's uh, sharing community service cards with social services to the homelessness. Mm-hmm. Part of that story I moved home from was losing Mike Frick, the baseball player, which made me focus on my family. Then my brother got murdered in Las Vegas nine years ago. What? Who was a bipolar schizophrenic man, which a lot of our listeners know and follow that story. So the and the goal of moving back was be involved in youth sports and go to where my brother first smoked crack. And that was in the Barranca by Community Park, right by the government center. And so that's where a lot of this evolved from, Josh, that so you know and you're learning about right. too is why I like you being on this podcast because our listeners are probably thinking we know all this stuff. Sharing with people that don't know. Yeah. And there's always people that don't know. You yeah. Know, and you live in that little bubble. Yeah. And so we want to help Ashland and uh, – Wings and Arrows and a few of the names that I've been hearing about, get out there. Mm-hmm. I've been having this idea, dude, where, A, you're going to get in water as well. I don't know if you are yet, but I have an idea you're going to be doing water. That's at the top of my head. Because I want to have an ice chest in the back of my pickup truck that everyone knows is this little Toyota running around town where I can pull over every day and I can be like, hey, dude, want a water? Or, hey, dude, want a hard seltzer? There you go. So the goal hydrate is, and get a buzz. The goal would be when Best I'm when I when we're chasing the stoke every day and you see the truck, the Ventura Ford truck, you know I always got a refreshment for you. I love it. I'll lock it up. We'll get a padlock on it. I love it. So you can't get into it. Get some beers back there. Every day I wake up, dude. We I'm gonna put ice it up. I love it. You see me driving around, I see you pulling over. Dude, you want a coldie? Yeah. Water or a yep. seltzer or a or a voyage, or a lemonade, or a. I'm uh, sure. What, I, I mean, dude, I'm sure Topa or Made West will throw some beers in there for you. Yes, yeah, I'm saying yeah. exactly something like that. That can again share that stoke constantly to find ways to share the brand ambassador. It's just a few fun ideas I've had that have been marinating on ways to help you. Uh, not that you need help, right? But everyone is always moving it forward. We're sharing that stoke wherever you're at. I love it. Wherever you're at, dude. So. Yeah. And, and you've been able to keep that real, you know? So thank you for reaching out to Ventura Forward, coming yeah. out to us, sharing your story, yeah. and continuing that. Because, Spence, have you enjoyed meeting Josh today and hear what he's got to say? Absolutely. Great stories. And the whole thing on, on fans thinking they know what's up in somebody's head. I watched a documentary on Springsteen. He had played 80,000, 80,000, 80,000, 80,000. He was nervous every single time. And he said they'd have this band thing where they'd go work out in front of these people. And he said, you never get used to it. You get used to the love. You get used. But he said, and there's one famous scene where he turns around and Max Weinberg did something. And Springsteen's like, he was wow. so upset. It's, it's on YouTube. And I think <laughs> if you if you typed in Springsteen, Max Weinberg gets mad, whatever. And it's different than people think Amazing. it's not just I'll do the regular yeah it's matt and he spring seems like losing no it. nobody else in the crowd probably knew anything was going on but springsteen knows how it goes so when fans say 
blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Get out on the field in front of 36 or 56,000 yeah. people. Let's see how you go. Let's, let's see how you go. Yeah. Let's see how you go when they give you the Tonight Show and you're Conan O'Brien. And you're brilliant, but you're not Jay. And you're not, it's so hard to it's perform so at hard. that level. It's, it's so, so difficult. And take what Josh shared with you today about going out there and having that idea and that passion and then going out and asking for the money. Put the plan together. Go out there, put yourself out there because it takes that effort. Yep. I'm getting more and more of that, and that's what I wanted to bring in. I didn't know what I was going to learn today or what the listeners were going to learn today, but you brought that forward to really tell us about what it takes to become successful and then to continue to stay successful and then still want to share the stoke. And if you didn't want to share the stoke, you wouldn't be here. That's right. Straight up wouldn't be here sharing yeah. that, calling out our boys of the Gaston family, you know, Mangone and Brant, you know, because our, our boys, dude, and, and our town – it means something special, and we appreciate that. So before we close up here, give us something that you want. Maybe we always joke around. You're driving to San Diego. Maybe said, you know, I didn't say that one thing on the podcast. Give me one. And you did mention uh, Janine, so you got your lovely wife always, involved. Always. I always make sure you get the wifey's in. Always. You Any, got to. Anything else you want to talk about? Gosh, not really. It's been fun being up here, and I wish I was up here more. You know, I think, you know, you, I think everyone that grows up here, they complain it's getting crowded and but when you move to San Diego or if you're in L.A. now or wherever, it's not crowded here. Yeah. So stop saying that and stop thinking that it's like horrible. And it's so much slower here than even like Encinitas where I live in San Diego. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's a, little, a little piece of heaven up here. Josh has reminded us of how good we got it. And if we don't know how beautiful the pond is, we got to get out and come back around and come back to the entrance. It's I, true. You got to get out and come back. We did that. We talk about it all the time. Spence, you're feeling good? Feeling good. Great podcast. All right. We awesome. Love it up again, guys. Thank you for everyone listening again. Coming out on Friday. Ray Fresco is taking us out. Let's go. Let's go.